Oscar Bevis, IFL TV, MTK Global. Delighted to be joined by Too Slick, Chris Congo. How are we, mate? Yes, what's going on, Oscar? You good? I'm good, mate. I'm good. The announcement for your fight, your mouth-watering fight, uh, with Michael McKinson was five or six hours ago. Uh, you just told me the response has blown up your phone. Have you enjoyed the response? It's been good. I've been looking on Twitter. I think everyone's taken to the fight, and uh, I'm not surprised. It is it's a banger. Yeah, 100%. I think, one, people are shocked, probably thinking I wouldn't take the fight, or maybe he wouldn't take the fight now. But two, the response has been crazy, really. People people want to see this fight. Like, it's mad. I, did, I didn't know people wanted to see it that much. But if people want to see it, it's here now, and it? it's going to happen 6th of March. We're good to go. Do you feel like it's the natural fight? Because Donald Ben and Josh Kelly are on a path to clash fingers crossed end of the year. Does this just make sense right now? Yeah, of course. You know what? It would have been actually good for us to fight under Josh Kelly and Conor Ben undercard because it's inevitable that's going to happen, you know. Um, Conor Ben called it after his last fight um, and Eddie's very keen on making that happen before anyone else. So, yeah, it would have been better if it was on that undercard. So the winners have to fight each other and the losers can fight each other too. But at the end of the day, I need a fight now. I didn't get one in December because we had a plan with the management team to go for the British Eliminator and obviously that didn't happen. But um, yeah, man, this is this is a bigger bigger fight for me now, man. So I'm ready for it. I think with this as well, there is like a little bit of something now. Obviously, we know Michael's been calling for all sorts of fights. Um, how would you say he's been in his approach chasing you, Chris? Well, he ain't chasing me. If we're, if I'm honest, he, he, ain't ch- he wasn't chasing me. He was chasing all of us, but just remember, I've been wanting this fight years ago. Ask him. Ask his manager, Lee Ian. Ask all of them. Ask my old manager, Mo Pryor. He'll tell you. I wanted that fight years ago. So not now. I wanted it back then. When he was on his way up, his manager was talking about, uh, um, he's talking about his top six, whatever, in the WBO they might get a fight with Crawford. So I said, okay, you look, go and fight Crawford. But don't worry, I'm coming. And now look, the tables have turned. Now they're calling me. You know what I mean? I was calling them before. Now they're calling me. So it is what it is. I'm not the one to, to shy away from anybody. I'll make it happen. So here it is, the fight's here now. I believe I'm still the underdog regardless. I always got the underdog mentality. He's had more fights than me, 19 and 0. I'm only 12 and 0. He's way more experienced than me. He's fought the better opposition. I've only fought one good opposition. So really and truly, the the, the pressure is on him. It's on him. He has to deliver. You get what I'm saying? Regardless of A, B side or whatever, when it comes to the 6th of March, it's not going to matter. You know? So I ain't looking at no A side or B side. I don't care. I just want to fight. And these are the fights that I want, you know. So it's only, it's only, um, it was only a matter of time it was going to happen. You know what? I wasn't expecting that response to you because I was going to mention the fact that I know you didn't see the full interview we done earlier, but he sort of downplayed your win against Luther, and perhaps more because he said he feels Luther's quite limited as a fighter. I was going to ask you, do you feel like 
your win over Luf is better than any of his, but you are, you're keeping an underdog mentality. I don't know what I expected, but I, I didn't expect you to come out and say that you feel that he's got these little things over you. I, I didn't expect that. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you why my win over Lufa is better than any of these fights coming up. One, it was more exciting. Lufa brought it. I brought it. Two, it ended in a knockout. I went in there. I said, this fight, my words are powerful, you know. When I say something, when I say things, they happen. So when I said in a press conference, I said, listen, this fight is not going to last. Someone is going down. And it ate me. He went down. I told you. So that's another reason that fight was more exciting than any of these fights. I don't think, I, I've, I've spoken to a few people that said they've watched him. They're not really keen on his style. Um, he's not the biggest of punches. His record shows it as well. That's why people walk him down, think they can bully him. But he's slippery. I give him that. Apart from the little mark I see, Someone's been beating him up in sparring. I don't know who it is, but someone has. So all I'm saying is when I touch him like that, he's going down 100%. But anyway, back, back, to, the, back to your question. Just remember as well, I come out 16 months and I done that. I had that kind of performance after 16 months. The first couple of rounds, I ain't going to lie, I was on shake mode. I was in shake mode. I was like, raw, this is this is this is like you. Like, I'm back boxing, flipping now. I need to get it together. And in the fourth round, boom, I hurt him. Fifth round, hurt him even more. And then I said, before this fight ends, before, before we get to the last round, someone is gonna get knocked out. And I said it, he walked into one of my punches. So yeah, there we go. I bring more of it, I have more of an exciting style. He knows I've got the power. He knows I've got the strength and the speed. So, boy, that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm going to bring as well and fight now. People are going to see some explosive stuff. And I'm telling you now, same way I said it before, he is going down 100%. Well, I, I did ask Mike for this, actually, and I know you sort of said a bit there, but I'm going to ask you the same. How does it play out when you're in the ring? Because people might analyse it and go, Chris is going to try and walk him down. He's going to, you know, Michael will try and be elusive on the back foot. It's a confusing matchup in my head. Like, the fight's intriguing as fuck, but I can't picture how you two gel in the ring. It's a strange one. We'll gel quite well, to be honest. Well, he's going to try and box. You know what I mean? He's going to try and box. I don't know. Maybe he might have gone stronger overnight. We don't know. I'll see, you know. I'll see what he's saying, but it looks like everyone, everyone, everyone that he's boxed now is just trying to walk him down and do it the wrong way. They're doing it the wrong way. They don't know how to do it. I'm going to show this fight how you walk someone down and how you put the pressure on him. Just remember, you know, you don't all know who I've got in my corner. This guy is not in no way going to be fitter than me. No way he's going to train harder than me. Yeah, trust me. I'm the hardest world to wait. I'm the hardest training guy in the world weight division. I promise you that. And you can ask about me. You can see who's in my corner and you'll see. We work hard. You had something to say about the little clip we put on socials. Obviously, you didn't see the whole interview. Um, it was along the lines of when he beats you up, Eddie won't let him near Conor Ben. Just a little response to that. 
you don't need to worry about Conor Ben. See, he's already worrying about the wrong things. He should be worrying about me. I don't care about anyone else. Any other world to wait can call me out now. I don't care. I only got one focus, and that's him. He's talking about Conor Ben. Why is he talking about Conor Ben? He's not fighting Conor Ben. You know what I'm saying? He's not going to beat me. So he shouldn't even be thinking about Conor Ben. So he needs to think about the little mark that he's got in his eye. I don't know who beat him up in sparring. He needs to watch. Look at me. Look at my face. Can you see my face? Yeah. All right. I've been doing hard rounds as well. You don't People see are going to be asking for a skincare routine. You carry on. Come on. Skincare routine. Always. Trust me. You don't see no marks. So I'm telling you, when I touch him like that, and he gets marked up, and I see red like that, boy, you're going to see something different. You're going to see a different Chris Congo. The first Chris Congo you saw, you saw me boxing, being smart, but also planting my feet down and, and, and throwing some hard shots. This one here, you're going to see more pressure. You're going to see the real Jimski style pressure. That's what we're bringing this fight. Well, we enter an exciting period in your career now as well. I mean, you had the breakout win. We're going to see big fights, big shows, belts, trash talk. Is this the time where we're going to get to see the full package of Chris Congo? Because Eddie's come out and said, look, we want to start. We're seeing the back end of Kel Brook. We saw the back end of Tony Bellew, the people who are fronting these big shows and these big fights. We need a star. Do you look at a win like this and think, I'm only a fight, two fights away from becoming a star, someone who can front these shows, someone who can front the domestic division. Is that what is that the period we're entering now in the Chris Congo career, would you say? 100%. Um, like I said this before, I said, you see a lot of fighters, they don't really get the attention that they really deserve. And then they have the one breakout fight and it's only up from there. And this is my time now. I told you, look, this is Chris T. Slip Congo's time. When I speak, my words are powerful. My time is now going up. I've had 16 months out of not fighting, stress. I was going to give up this sport. I was going to say, forget this. I was going to say that. I was going to say, listen, forget this. I don't want this no more because it's too much stress. But I stayed in there. Even when I had them thoughts in my head, I was still working. I was still working all the time. So like I said now, and I, I, I believe it wholeheartedly in my heart, this is my time. Anybody that's fighting me on my way up, all of them, they're getting beat. And I said it and I mean it. So, like I said, this is my time. And Eddie's going to see I'm the new world to wait, big star coming up. It's madness that you said you were going to nearly give the sport up. You've got a world ranking. You're only, like I said, a few fights away from potentially front in this new era of uh, domestic fighters coming through and the fact I don't know do you even think about it and how do you think about what life would have been like if you would have given this sport up uh, no I don't know what I would have done but who knows you know so I just had to stay grounded and just keep working and then the opportunity comes so um, like I said I just think now is probably the worst time to fight me because I'm on the way up I'm still hungry. I'm I'm moving like I don't even have that belt. I'm training like I don't even have the belt. So 
it's, it's, it's my time and I, I keep saying it and I keep repeating it and nobody is going to beat me. Look at all these fighters that that, were, that weren't out, but they weren't really getting the fights they deserved. When they had the one breakthrough fight, that was it for them. They was gone. You know, we've all seen it in the UK. People were like, wow, who's this? Wow, he's a good fighter. They start watching him and next thing you know, wins on wins on wins. Same way. I watch a lot of a lot of American fighters too who were under the radar. Even Terrence Crawford himself was under the radar. Had the big breakout fight against Prescott. And then after that, it was up. Everyone got beat. And this is gonna happen. I'm gonna I'm gonna make this happen. This is my time. Keep saying. Brilliant. And just before I let you go, I just want to move away from Michael for a sec. I didn't want to focus the interview around this a bit, but um, just a quick word on the Florian Marco situation. You haven't been on the channel. I looked earlier since the start of December. He's fought then. Um, it caught a lot of heat at the time. Is that a distant memory for you now, Chris? I don't care about it. I'm focused on Michael McKinson. I don't know anybody, anybody else's name. That's, that's not in my radar right now. Right now is 6th of March. I'm focused on myself. My opponent is there. He's training. I'm training. When he's sleeping, I'm going to be training. When he's training, I'm going to be training. Just know that. Love it. Brilliant. Great stuff. Thanks for jumping on with me, Chris. Just finally, I can't let you go, actually, without getting you to lay on a message for Mr. McKinson. I asked him, so fire away. Anything to say to him? Because we're closing in on March the 6th, and it isn't that far away. Yeah, ain't that far away. But all i got to say is prepare well. I'm bringing heat. Don't come in no boring style. Meet me at the centre and let's have it. But I promise you, you will go down 100%.